Well, welcome back, friend. Today, I want to share with you something that's on my heart as a result of speaking with a young woman and really just mentoring her a few weeks ago as a result of her feeling condemned and devalued and unworthy. And this is a subject that a lot of us struggle with, that acceptance and approval from others, but also with God. So I want to share with you just some encouragement and scriptural truth today that will help you get set free to get off the hamster wheel of performance, so to speak, so you can thrive in every area of your life. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. So friend, if you struggle with receiving acceptance from God independent of your performance, then today is your day to get set free and move forward in faith and in joy as well. Um, You know, we have to understand that we are accepted in Christ. When we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, we are in him. And as a result, we are well-pleasing to God. And I'm going to uh, just unpack a key aspect of a scripture in Ephesians 1, 6-7 today, because we have to know that when we put our belief and faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior, God is pleased with us, regardless of what we do for him. See, for too long, I believed a lie that I had to do something in order for God to be pleased with me. And if you don't know me yet, if this is the first time you're listening, please go back and listen to previous podcasts because I talk about how I was always performing. I was striving to achieve, but God's kingdom is all about believing to receive. And so I had to learn how to be a good receiver. You know, I just watched uh, football over the weekend with my husband Yep, that was my sacrifice of love to watch the playoffs. Actually, they were really good playoffs, but normally I don't, you know, I don't do that that often. But I was noticing that, you know, Tom Brady, for example, um, we're here in the Tampa Bay area, and Tom Brady is the, the best of all time. And despite the fact that he is at the height of his game playing his best, he did not have good receivers to catch the passes Therefore, they did not win the game, and it's a whole team effort. But I thought about that, that we have to be good receivers. It doesn't matter how great God is if we're not able to receive all of his truths. We're not going to thrive in this life. We're not going to be successful as how he describes it as having life in abundance. And so that is my heart today that I want to help you understand that. So let's dive into Ephesians 1, 6 through 7. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved, 
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. There's so much in there. We can do, you know, several uh, podcasts just on, on those, those words right there. But I want to highlight something today that we are accepted in Christ and are well-pleasing to God, independent of our behavior. As it says, it's all according to his blood, what Jesus did on the cross for us, and that we receive forgiveness according to the riches of his grace. Unfortunately, for too many years, I had believed a lie that I had to do something in order for God to be pleased with me. It was all based on my performance and obedience. And if you haven't heard any of my stories, go back and listen to the various podcasts and you can get to know more about my story. But it was, I had a law-based performance and it was legalistic. I didn't understand the grace of God and was so aware and conscious of my sins. And unfortunately, the church even reinforced this through behavior modification type sermons. And I was even told by leaders that obedience is better than sacrifice. And they were always focusing so much on obedience that they didn't understand the relational aspect that through love, I want to obey, not through duty or I have to. And I was also taught all the time, you have to trust and obey. There is no other way. And again, that word obedience was constantly um, being preached without the relational love aspect. You know, we need to know that we are loved and accepted and forgiven through what Jesus did for us and that we enter into that new covenant based on what Jesus did. And the covenant is based on Jesus and or is with Jesus and the Father. I didn't do anything to earn that covenant. I simply enter into the new covenant with better and sure promises based on what Jesus did. So it's by faith. And I just was always on that that tightrope all of the time. And it was the hamster wheel where I was constantly striving and performing to feel love accepted and forgiven. But I want to talk to you specifically about what does that mean, accepted in the beloved? You know, a lot of times in our English language, we think we know what a word, but we have to go back scripturally to go either into the Hebrew, if it's an Old Testament, or if it's in the New Testament, we go into the Greek. And so this word in the Greek, I'm not going to pronounce it um, because I would butcher it, but the word accepted in the original Greek is a far richer meaning than our English translation, which means like, um, you know, in English, accepted is like, well, we're going to accept a job offer, like it's acceptable, or we're accepted into a group or an, ex or an organization. But in the Greek, that word means highly favored. And this word is used only one other time in the Bible. And it's when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. That's in Luke one twenty-eight, And 
that word highly favored means that he loves and likes us and rejoices over us with joy, it says in Zephaniah 317. And it's granted to every believer because of God's grace, his goodness, his provision for our every need. And this is how our Heavenly Father relates to us based on who we are in Christ and what his son did for us. That's the new covenant we have. Again, with better promises, all based on Jesus being our representative. And the new covenant is between God the Father and Jesus, his son. We simply enter into the covenant by faith. And again, it's by grace that we're saved through faith. So faith does have a corresponding uh, um, uh, response. You know, just as in Mary, I just mentioned in Luke one twenty eight. It says that Mary had a choice. She had to agree with God's word. God's word has all the power. You know, in Isaiah, it says in 55, it says that God's word will not return void and it will accomplish what it set out to do. However, God needs our agreement. He needs us to partner with him. So what we have to do is, as it's talked about in Hebrews 4, 2, is we have to mix God's word with faith, which is simply believing and trusting. And in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says that faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God, that we've got to believe that he is who he says he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, like, just like in my marriage, we're in a covenant of marriage, but it's not just a covenant or I just don't know that my husband loves me. Love has actions. Love demonstrates itself. And so when we agree with God, we are doing what Mary says, according to your word, let it be done to me. She's a good receiver in that aspect. And even when it comes to the first miracle later on uh, in Jesus's ministry, when, you know, the first recorded miracle is where he turns water into wine, it was really Mary that activated that. Because out of love and compassion, she said, you know, Jesus, do something. They ran out of wine and culturally it would have been a total devastation and an embarrassment to this beloved family. And he says to her, it's not my time. And I'm paraphrasing. And she goes and tells the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. See, she had pondered all those things in her heart. She had established a belief system of who Jesus is. That her faith spoke. And so faith does speak. And so what we need to know with Ephesians 1 is it's true in the spiritual realm. And how we bring it into the natural realm is through faith, by believing and trusting, and then also speaking God's word. But it's so important that we meditate on these truths to allow it to form a new picture of who we truly are, our true identity on the inside. So then we can activate it in the natural. And I don't know if you've ever heard that you will never go in the natural where you first haven't seen on the inside. 
you have to form that picture on the inside of you before you're going to see it in your natural reality. And the beautiful thing about Ephesians 1 through 3 really is all about our spiritual inheritance and what we have, what is true spiritually. But then what we have to do and the rest of Ephesians is all about how we activate that and bring that spiritual truth into our natural realm. The other thing that I want to tell you is God called Jesus his beloved and said that he was well-pleasing before he had ever performed one miracle or act of service. It says in John that when Jesus goes and gets um, baptized in the River Jordan and then um, the Holy Spirit ascends upon Jesus or descends upon Jesus like a dove and it's recorded that they heard a loud voice say, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. Jesus hadn't even done anything. He was accepted and pleased or pleasing to the father. And that is good news for you and me today because our heavenly father has made us accepted, highly favored, in the beloved. Jesus is the beloved. We are in Christ. We are in the beloved and we are redeemed through his blood. The forgiven, our sins are forgiven past, present, and future according to the riches of his grace. That is good news and God wants you to be conscious of your union with him. That just as the father is one with the son, we are united with Christ. You are the beloved to him just the same way that Jesus is. And it's through grace that we have been accepted in Christ. Not our own efforts, except we put our faith in Christ as our Lord and Savior. I hope that you catch that today. I hope that this is something that you may already know this. But a lot of times we can know something but we don't have revelation knowledge of it, that experiential knowledge that we have, you know, just as Mary, when she came into an agreement with God's word, when she said, let it be to me according to your word, and she was filled with the presence of God. Likewise, we are filled with the presence of God. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit in our born-again spirit. We are made new and we live out of the fullness of him. And that is why I said in, in a previous podcast that to get closer to God, you're as close as you want to be when you recognize I have the fullness of God living inside of me. And now it's a process of reprogramming the way I think, just like a computer has to be reprogrammed. We have to reprogram our thoughts to line up with God's thoughts to come into an agreement with his word, and then believe and trust and act upon that word and that truth, because that is the life. So I hope that has blessed you today. I hope that you receive this truth, that you are his beloved, and he is well pleased with you because you've said yes to making Jesus 
your Lord and Savior. And that now you're going to live out of that union, not trying to do things for God to earn approval, but out of that love relationship that I am so in love that I just can't help express that love to other people, that I love God first and then I love others as myself. Obedience comes out of that love relationship that I moved with compassion, just like Mary was moved with compassion to draw upon Jesus. Likewise, so are we. We draw upon his grace, his enabling power to do the things that we can't do in our own natural strength. And so instead of looking for the approval of other people, or even trying to do things to get God's approval, when we understand our position that we are made righteous in right standing with God, just by simply putting our trust and belief in Jesus, that will change the way you live. So I pray this has helped you today and that you will now start to allow the life of Christ to flow out of you, that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water onto every uh, person in every situation that you encounter today. So I speak God's blessing upon you, that you are blessed to be a blessing and that you are well-pleasing to him and that you feel in your emotions even his pleasure, his life rising up in you to flow out of you. I bless you, my friend. And until next time. Hey, one last thing. If you have been blessed by this podcast, there is one thing that you can do that would really help me out. If you've been listening and haven't left a comment or a review yet, would you please do that right now? Your reviews help other people become aware of this podcast so they too can grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. So right now, go to Apple iTunes, click on Created to Thrive podcast, scroll all the way down until you see the stars and the review section. Click on that to rate and leave me a review. Then make sure that you're subscribed to the Created to Thrive podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. Thank you so much. This is such a huge blessing to me, and I appreciate you taking time to help me today. God bless.